Welcome to the Work Can Be Different podcast, where we're turning work and business as we know it on its head. Daniels. And in this series, we're talking about your most pressing challenges at work and how to create a better experience on the job. I created this podcast series as part of a greater mission to shift how we work, how we show up, how we manage and lead, and how we run our organizations so we all can thrive. Welcome to episode 13. In today's episode, we're talking about how to deal with difficult coworkers, difficult teammates, maybe you have difficult clients. How do you deal with difficult people in the workplace? The first step is to give yourself some space. So whether you're feeling frustrated, you're banging your head up against a wall, your ideas or projects are getting blocked, whatever is happening, whatever emotion is coming up for you, take a step back. Create some space between you and the situation or you and the difficult person. So this could just mean sleeping on it overnight or taking, you know, a breather to really let it sit and examine what's happening. In any situation where you're frustrated or emotions are coming up, you want to give yourself some space to clear your head so you can come at it from a very centered, calm, and responsive place. So as you're giving yourself this space, get clear on what's happening. What are you experiencing? What is their behavior? Name their behavior. What are they doing or not doing that's creating the difficulty? And as you're looking at this from the observer standpoint, so you're taking a step back, looking at your side of the situation, look at the person who's being difficult, look at it from their standpoint, look at it from the standpoint of the team, and look at it from the standpoint of the organization. So the more perspectives you can take on what's happening, the wiser you will be. Then you want to ask yourself, what is this situation costing you? What is it costing the team and the organization? And what, what is it that you would rather be experiencing? So you need to take a look at what's happening. What are you currently experiencing? Get clear on that and then get clear on well, what's the change you want to see? What is the situation that you want to be experiencing. And this is a very powerful exercise because you're doing many different things here. First of all, you're clearing your head and you're looking at the situation from multiple perspectives. Secondly, you start to create your intentions for what you do want to experience. And it's a powerful process to follow. So once you have an objective view of the situation and a clear definition of what you want to be experiencing. You need to take a step in the driver's seat, meaning take 100% responsibility for this situation. And this it doesn't matter if the difficult person is doing something to you. The idea and the place of power here is when you take responsibility for the situation, you get to impact change. 
when you blame it on someone else, you point your finger and it's their fault, not mine, you have no power. You can't make someone else do something. You can't make someone else take action or stop taking action. So get into the driver's seat. You come from the situation, you look at the situation as from a place of taking responsibility, not taking it personally. And there's a difference here. So taking responsibility is asking yourself, how are you creating this situation? Or how are you allowing it to happen? How are you showing up that's allowing this destructive or this bad behavior from this other person? What are you pretending not to know? And what is the payoff that you're getting for keeping it like it is? So for example, say you're, you've got a teammate who uses really foul language or just says things that are completely inappropriate in the workplace. And it's destructive behavior. It's having its impact on you and its impact on the team. And no one's taking this person seriously because their mouth is so trashy. And say this person has been reprimanded, has been talked to about their language, and they're not taking responsibility for it. They're not cleaning up their language at all. So you have to ask yourself, how, are, how, how am I creating this situation? What am I doing that's allowing this person to behave like this? And whether you're their colleague or you um, are their boss, you want to look at the situation from the standpoint of what am I doing that's contributing to this? And you know, sometimes we don't want to take action or say things because, oh, you know, I, I don't want to seem like a prude or it's not my role or, you know, people on the team think it's humorous or funny and, you know, it's not that bad. You need to get clear on what behavior you're allowing and when you're not taking action or addressing situations directly, is it because you don't want to feel guilty? Is it because you don't want to disappoint the other person because you know it'll be a difficult conversation or you don't want to make the other person feel bad? Anywhere that you're trying to look good and avoid looking bad, you need to take a hard look at that because it's not a productive, it's not a powerful place to be. So this isn't about good and bad. This isn't about right and wrong. This is about powerful conversations, powerful behavior that's benefiting everyone on the team and benefiting the organization. So once you take responsibility for the situation, you need to ask yourself, what action are you going to take to create a different experience? So whether this is directly confronting the situation, whether you need to ask for support from your teammate or from your boss, how are you going to address it head on? What conversation conversations need to be had? And do you need support? So in any situation when you're dealing with a difficult coworker, a difficult employee, you need to decide on what's the next best action to take. And here are some key principles, some things to think about when you want to have these difficult conversations. So you want to identify with the reality Always go to the truth of the situation. So when you're working or dealing with difficult people, there's usually a charge or an emotion that comes up. Do your best to stick to the truth of the situation, the facts. Be real, not 
right. Meaning again, you know, sometimes we get into these patterns of I've got to be right. I have to make the other person wrong or I want to look good. I don't want to look bad. Take the morality out of the situation. This is about powerful team camaraderie, powerful ways of working together. This isn't about right or wrong. This is about how do we best move our team, our organization forward. You want to be sure to use I and we. So first person singular, first person plural. When you start conversations in difficult conversations by addressing the person as you, you do this or you do that, it immediately elicits defensiveness. So you want to come at this from using your first person singular, first person plural, I or we. Reinforce the person's value to you and the organization. Ask them, you know, once you share what's going on for you, you know, I think this way or I feel this is what's happening and this is how it's impacting the team. What do you think? And be fully present for their response. So in any conversation, you want to share what's happening for you and get to the facts and you want to allow them to share their piece as well. And then repeat back to them what you heard. Speak your truth with grace and professionalism and in a clear and decisive way. A handy format for navigating difficult conversations, it's a four-step format that you can use. It's what's up, what's so, what's possible, let's go. So step number one, what's up? You start with asking questions to confirm the understanding. So what's up? you know, in a difficult conversation, here's, you know, this is happening on the team and here's how I'm feeling and here's how I feel that it impacts us as a unit. What so? Identify the pressing issues and get to the facts. So in the beginning, you can unleash and allow the emotions to come up, but then you immediately want to get to the facts. How is this impacting the team? How is this impacting the organization? And examine your personal contribution to the issue as well bring up the value of the other person, and get to the facts. The third step is what's possible. So once you've allowed the emotion to come through, once you've stated the facts of what's happening, you want to talk about the the possibilities for action. What's the ideal outcome and what results do you want? The last step is let's go. This is where you confirm what you just talked about, confirm the action and the next steps, and you both commit to taking action for the greatest good. So a handy format to use in any difficult conversation you need to have. What's up, what's so, what's possible, let's go. When you're having these difficult conversations, you want to as much as possible be completely present. Be listening from a place of presence, have empathy and compassion for the person. So if you're able to put yourself in their shoes, and you've done this before, right in the beginning, kind of examining the situation, you want to be completely present and you want to allow them to speak their side of the story or express their emotions, whatever needs to happen. And when you can do this, being completely present, you're going to have a better experience of the conversation. Now, the opposite of not being present is you're in your head and as they're speaking, you're thinking of the next thing to say, or you've got your own dialogue happening while they're talking. You don't want to do this. Being present, look the person in the eye, 
and keep the eye contact. You also can repeat back what they're saying and use these prompts to help you. So what I hear you saying is, or let me make sure that I understand you correctly. Anytime that you can clarify and repeat back what the person has said, you're going to, first of all, make sure you're clear on what you're hearing and make sure they're clear on what they want to be speaking. And you establish trust because you're getting each other. And you always want to leave the conversation with specific actions or commitments, the commitments that you're going to take and the commitments that the other person is going to take as well. So to summarize, dealing with difficult coworkers doesn't have to be difficult. First, give yourself some space and look at the situation from multiple perspectives. What's really happening here? What is it that you're experiencing and what is it costing you, the team and the organization? Then decide what it is you'd rather be experiencing. What does that look like? Take 100% responsibility for the situation and decide on the next best action to take. If it's a direct conversation, be present. Allow the other person to communicate their side of the story. Get to the facts and decide on the best actions and commitments to move forward. If you have challenging coworkers or you're dealing with a difficult situation, feel free to email me for some direct laser coaching. You can email podcasts at christydaniels.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at christydaniels.com. And I'll be sure to answer your specific situation. And finally, what's one small action you can take today to address a difficult colleague in your own workplace? How will you make work different? In order to shift how we work, how we run our businesses and our organizations, we each have to wake up to the fact that we're thriving beings who create our own experiences. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Work Can Be Different. We'll see you next time. Today's music is brought to you by rama-records.com. 